They just want to get paid. They want free hotels, tours, like they're really in it for themselves. And that's really not a sustainable model because people don't want to follow somebody when they can't replicate what that somebody's doing. Welcome to Noah Kagan Presents. What up, party people? It's your boy, Mr. Steal Your Pennies, a.k.a. Rabbi Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. Today, I'm sharing a conversation I had with my good friend, Matt Kepnes, a.k.a. NomadicMatt.com. I met this guy a few years back in Thailand, and he starts telling me all the places he's traveling. He's like, yada, 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 Bali, blah, 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 Japan. And so I have a few thoughts that go through my head. A, this guy's going through a quarter-life crisis. B, he's really into Asian women. Or C, he's running away from his problems back home. But the more that I talked to him, the more I found out he actually loves traveling. And he's still traveling over 200 days a year now. And this guy's made an insanely successful business blogging about his traveling. Let, let me give you a few of the details. He gets over a million visitors a month to his blog, and he's making at least seven figures. And this all started when he was working as an office administrator for a hospital. So we go behind the scenes on how Matt got started and exactly how he grew his business. So you learn three specific things. Number one, what are the inflection points of growth for how Matt grew his business and how they're actually a bit unconventional? Number two, the exact breakdown of how Matt makes money. If you're a blogger or want to start a blog, just copy exactly what he says. And number three, some of Matt's biggest mistakes and regrets. Enjoy the episode. What was your story? What was your beginning? I worked in healthcare for three years after college. What's that mean? I was at an admin to the vice chair of surgery. So after college, I couldn't get a job being a teacher because it was in the recession. So my mom worked at a hospital and she got me a job. Did she say, oh, Matthew, you got to have a job. Yeah. Work in a hospital, be a doctor. You know, when you come into a patient floor and you're like, hey, where's room 212? Yeah. Like that'd be me. Sounds boring. Is it as boring as it sounds? It's boring as hell. There were about four people in the office. Everyone's just admin. And I spent pretty much all day staring in front of a computer. More time on MySpace than actual work. Flirting, you know, getting my background colors going (laughs) and, you know, all that stuff. Is that what got you started with like doing your own travel website or how did that go? In 2005, I took a trip to Thailand. I met a bunch of backpackers and I really loved what they were doing because the previous year I had gone to Costa Rica. And I fell in love with travel. I was like, this is amazing. It's not boring. I'm doing interesting things every day. I'm meeting people from around the world. It's super exciting. So like, you got the travel bug, went to Thailand the next year and like, here are five backpackers, like traveling, like on a budget, doing cool stuff, just like going as long as, as the money lasts. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Screw my job. So at the time I was doing an MBA because I thought I'd go into like corporate you know, life. More boring things. More boring <laughs> things, right? So I thought, you know what, I'm not going to do this hospital thing anymore. I'll finish my MBA. I'll go travel for a year, get it out of my system, backpack, have cool stories, and then get like a boring corporate job for the rest of my life. So in 2006, I left after finishing the MBA. And 18 months later, I came home. So you got an MBA, traveled for 18 months? Yeah, so I made the money last for 18 months because I ended up working in Thailand as an English teacher. Okay, I thought you were going to say another thing. Yeah, no, no I'm just... You wouldn't uh, be a lady boy, you're just a boy boy. I'm just oh, a no, boy. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm a boy boy. And so I came home, I had, had no money and I needed a job. So my cousin had a staffing firm. So she placed me at a hospital 
a doctor's assistant was going on maternity leave and they needed someone to fill in. Again, boring job. They didn't want me to have any responsibility. They're just like, answer the phone, make sure like the mail is taken care of and that's it. I used that time to start my blog. Okay, while you were chilling at the hospital? Yeah, because I was like, this sucks. It's January in Boston. I'm at a miserable job. I just want to be back on the road. Why did I come home? What can I do that would allow me to keep traveling? I need money. And I thought travel writer seems really cool. So in some ways, I just became like an accidental writer. I didn't go to school to be a writer. Yeah. You know, I went to get an MBA. And I really just wanted something that would selfishly keep me on the road. So I started my blog as a way to have just like an online resume. Here's Matt, a couple of articles. Here's where I've been published to do writing. So I just had all this time at the office. I just plugged away at starting the blog and like learning how HTML worked. I had no web experience other than my MySpace page, of course. What was the first money you made? What was the first time you started getting paid for not doing the hospital stuff? I started making money on the blog at the end of 2008. How long was that from when you started blogging? Eight months. Okay, and then how did you make that money? Back in those days, you could sell text link ads on your website. So I originally, like, this was a side hustle. I went back to Asia. I started teaching again. And in my spare time, worked on the blog. One day, someone was like, hey, we'll pay you $1,000 to put these five links on your website. And I thought, wow, 1000 bucks. Like, that's a whole month, like, living in Asia. So you had a site got some text link revenue, you learned some SEO stuff. So how did you take that from there to like, besides the revenue, which we'll talk about later, like how'd you take that from there to like the million people you, plus you get them every month visiting your site? What were some of the main inflection points around that? One, I had the advantage of starting early. I went and learned marketing when all the other travel bloggers were not. I started following journalists and my first big hit was when the frugal traveler from the New York Times was like, I think these travel bloggers make money. And I was like, I do. I was making all this money selling links and these other websites. It was like a tweet they put out or something? Yeah. So the guy put out a tweet. Interesting. And I went and was like, I do. Pick me. Pick me. So you said, so you follow a lot of journalists. That's smart. I ended up getting on the New York Times and they did a whole profile on me and my first like major press. And then I realized sort of the power of guest posting. And I started doing a lot more guest posting in 2011, 2012. I think you're like, you're on Tim Ferriss and you're... Yeah. And so 2013, the book came out, like How to Travel the World on $50 a Day. And that was a major point because I started to get tons of press and I was like legitimate in the eyes of the world. I wasn't some blogger. I was a travel writer with a book. How long did it take you to quit your day job to do this full time? So I stopped teaching English uh, in the middle of 2009. By then, I was making enough money from text links, these side websites, and I actually wrote a book called How to Make Money with Your Travel Blog, teaching other bloggers basically how to like do basic SEO and find advertisers. Yeah. All that was enough, like find the text link advertisers and like a little bit of affiliate marketing, the basics I knew. I didn't know much, but I knew more than them. And that was enough to allow me to like quit my teaching job because I was earning enough to travel. Couldn't live in New York City, like not a ton of money, but it was enough to keep traveling on the road, like pretty much indefinitely. How much do most people need a month to be able to travel freely for indefinite period of time? Technically 50 bucks a day, according to my book. So you think $1,500 a month, basically what they need to be, if they can make $1,500 a month doing something, they can travel the world. Right. If you want to 
you know, not be so bare bones. Like if you can make two grand a month, you can pretty much travel the world. So it sounds like Google SEO was a key thing. Following journalists, getting guest posts, what are maybe one or two other things that have helped inflect your growth? I would say one of the biggest things is getting outside of travel. I go to a travel conference. We're all talking about travel. I get on your travel website. You get on my travel website. We're just basically speaking to the noise. You're sharing the same audiences. Leaving that space and going to tech conferences and FinCon and going to like mastermind things and podcasters things and being everybody else's travel guy, right? Ah, that's so that, good. Hey, you have a podcast. Like you never have anyone talk about travel. I'll come in. I'll talk about blogging, travel, you know, saving money, all that jazz. And so there's a big overlap especially in finance blogs, most of them talk about how to save money. People who try to save money in the real life also want to save money when they travel. So there's a natural overlap there. And so new conferences and you got new connections, you had new yeah. guest posts and new partners to work with that right. expanded your circle of customer base. Right. So instead of just reaching your travel blogging audience and maybe 30% of those people might not hurt me, I go into your business podcast and talk about the travel business and 100% uh, of those people have no idea who I am. And so it just grows at so much more exponentially than just speaking to the noise. Plus that increases the amount of domains and like links back I get, which increases my Google juice, which gets me more SEO traffic. There is not an interview I will not do. If you send me questions, I will send them back. That's good stuff. I like that. It was a bunch of things that have combined. It's not like one major thing that's helped you get to the million. It's like you've done this one now. It's almost 10 years. Yeah, 2009, I, uh, almost 10 years. I didn't really consider it a business until probably after that New York Times hit. Where I was like, wow, that got me a lot of other journalists to be like, hey, wait, who is this guy? Yeah. And they go on a bunch of other radio shows. And so like, I would say that was a big win. End of 2010, 2011, when I started doing a lot of guest posts. Yeah. 2013, when the book came out, like you sort of have these jumps. So it's not like, this one thing made my whole business. It's one thing gets me going. And then like you get another thing that gets it going and it's really steps. It keeps going. And I think the main thing as well is you've kept going. Yeah. Because I've heard of so many people, I've met so many, especially when I'm traveling, like, I want to be a travel writer. I'm going to do this stuff. And so what separates someone who's been able to make it like you versus the other people that want to have these travel writing businesses? Two things. First, I don't do it for myself. I teach other people how to travel the world on a budget. What I do isn't about the service of myself. I could go get a million dollars in brand partnerships, right? But I always think about how does this help somebody else travel? Not how does this help me travel? So a lot of other travel bloggers, how do I get paid to just travel? They just want to get paid. They want free hotels, tours, like they're really in it for themselves. And that's really not a sustainable model because people don't want to follow somebody when they can't replicate what that somebody's doing. So the other big thing is really there's a long game, right? The people who are like, I want to get paid to travel, when they realize like, oh, wow, this is going to take a lot of work, they quit. The people who really care and are passionate about it, they stay. And the people that stay end up building great businesses and blogs. Outlasting your competition is a big component of like succeeding in business. Yeah. You, as long as I've known you, are like, you really are always fucking traveling. I'm like, you really like it. Like, I'm like, stay at home, relax. Like, no, I want to go here and I go here. and Yeah. So number one, you gave a bunch of points about how to grow a site to that large. You know, you gave a lot of great things. And then secondly, for the monetization. So how did you change? Because I know you're not selling text links anymore, but how does now the your business with travel blogging generate a lot of this money? I do affiliates and I have my own guidebooks. So I have eight destination specific guides 
and then three general guides on like teaching and solo travel and points and miles. And so I really think product creation is the big win. You have to have your own product. Why is that? Because you don't want to be at the mercy of anybody else. Text links come, they go. Sponsored posts come, they go. Brand deals come and go. Like the hot thing now, influencer marketing. What happened three years from now? That's not the hot thing. Plus, when you own a product, you're giving your audience a way to support you. Like if they really like you, they're going to support you. And by having a product, it's like they're giving back. You can control that. That's yours. Like you can get people to that product. You're not at the whim of anything else. Even if it's like a $10 ebook, just start somewhere and like throw spaghetti, see what happens with your readership, start courses, you know, I mean, do coaching, something that you can say is your own. What's the percentage of revenue that comes from your affiliate stuff, which is like credit cards and like flights? What are the affiliate stuff? Like credit cards? So like uh, flight bookings, hotel bookings, tours, travel insurance, all that sort of things you need for a trip. And out of your revenue, what's breakout of affiliate versus what you've created? Uh, I would say it's probably about 15% eBooks, probably about 40% affiliates, and then 35% from my travel media school, which teaches people blogging, blogging, photography, and writing. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, we're going to have a conference next year too. So like sort of trying to get people to build better travel businesses. All right. So do you think you're making Jews look bad because you're doing stuff about how to travel for cheap? No, I think I'm giving my uh, people's pride because I'm sticking to the message. What is the message? Be smart with your money. Be smart. That's cool. And so as you've been doing this business now, almost 10 years, what have been some of the biggest setbacks or things you're like, uh, I want to give someone else advice, like your things you need to be paying attention or watch out? I definitely would have started email from day one. Um, I didn't start an email list probably 2011. Why would you have started sooner? Subscribe for my RSS feed. What is RSS now, right? You always own an email. You know, even if people don't open your email, they still see it there. People can miss a tweet or a Facebook update or your Insta story. Email is like there. I would have, in the beginning, I used to have like a little thing in the corner, like subscribe, like hidden away from view. Like I would have put that everywhere. You need people to notice it. I would have focused a little bit more on thinking this as a business. Like, why should I have them care? Other than just like, because I'm cool, you know? The greatest thing I ever did was to become somebody else's travel person. Because we've been to conferences. I'm always like, hey, you're at the, I didn't realize you're at these conferences. Yeah, yeah, the travel guy. I'm the travel guy at the conferences. And that allows me to expand my network. Like being on something like this. Yeah. You're going to go meet a lot of startup people. and Right. And teaching them how to travel. People are like, oh, like, I want to travel. Like, I want to do all this stuff. Like, I don't have a lot of money. I want to read this guy's blog. Yeah. What's the most exciting thing going on right now? What are you most looking forward to with your business? Business-wise, I'm looking forward to, like, finally developing a team. My assistant is finally becoming my product manager conversion person. Okay. I've hired a part-time designer so we can move things along quicker. We got a research assistant now. So, like, really just developing the team so we can make content and content updates a lot quicker. You know, travel is always changing. Prices are in flux. So I don't like having outdated content on my website. We have 1500 pages. That takes a long ass time to like constantly update. I'm just really excited to like finally build a proper company. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Number one, if you did, go give Matt a huge thank you on Twitter, Instagram, Tinder, Facebook, wherever else he is. It's Nomadic Matt. And visit his website at nomadicmatt.com. Next, go text a friend. Yo, I love you, dog. Let's go on a trip together. Be like Nomadic Matt. Have a splendid day. What's your favorite Disney movie?